Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I'm Phil Thompson. We come to you every week with this informative, educational, inspirational, and exciting exciting <laughs> podcast yes right? <laughs> we do all right so we're a tech company the usual routine here we uh we're a company that works with churches been doing that since 2001 streaming video mobile apps and uh what and etc etc et yeah well, lots of stuff i um, just uh Went to the Sound of Music play over the weekend. Oh, yeah? How was that? <laughs> it was good. I don't know if you remember the et cetera. Not, not Sound it's, of Music, uh, The King and I. Okay, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, The King and I is the et cetera, et cetera. Yule Brenner. Yule yes, Brenner. Yes, yes. Yule Brenner. Yeah, he wasn't in that one, though, that you saw, right? No. He's dead. No, that would have been tough, but no. Yeah. Yes. And we're dating ourselves here, if we know who Yule Brenner is. Yes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All right, we're ready. Let's go. All right, so very timely. This is after Easter. We're going to talk about some things to really consider here after Easter. Uh, you know, Easter is obviously the probably the, the biggest week of the year for churches, at least on the church calendar for the most part. And most churches celebrate Easter April 1st, and then there's other Orthodox groups that do it different times. But uh, so uh, most of our Listeners, all five of them will be listing to this podcast after Easter. Yes. So, the time we get it on, even though we're and recording Easter it comes before. Very early this. What's what's uh, the April first? What's the logic of Easter? What's the do logic you know? of Easter? It has to do with the moon. Oh, okay, and, and the feast and all that. Yeah, so it's, it's. I mean, it's almost into March this time, this year. That Easter yeah, is a, but there's times it's been in March, and well, then there's times it's been like April fifteenth, and yeah. so it's it's moon. based on phases of the moon, the moon, yeah, okay. the moon, and, and the whole the whole feast, the moon, and all that stuff, in the Jewish holidays, and then Jesus, you know, his whole timeline of coming in to the to Passover, coming right. in the city of Jerusalem, and then you know, uh, getting himself killed and uh, rising from the dead, so. So yeah, so that's why it changes all the time because it's yeah, it's it's, uh, and we won't get into Easter is not really Easter if you want to go back to the pagan holidays, that's where Easter comes from the 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 word Easter. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh either. yeah, absolutely. It's like a fertility goddess or something. It's 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 it all goes back to you know we're, this is not the topic of our podcast <laughs> but it all goes back to to you know the the church deciding hey we're going to hijack this pagan holiday and make it christian oh okay so we believe in the resurrection of jesus so hey let's call it you know easter so we get these pagans to be involved with us and get them converted and all that uh-huh. that's that's the phil thompson version i'm sure there'll be people listening that will correct me on this but actually that's true i mean the word easter is not not a biblical word it's right. it's, it's a pagan holiday so what a lot of churches call it is resurrection day so you know we used to do that sometimes and depending on the church i was in we call it resurrection day because some people were offended by easter so what do we do now resurrection day is behind us right and so there's some things we recommend that you do 
right before you take your big rest right well yeah and and you know for most people most churches it's it's a big deal because you it's, generally christmas and easter are usually the biggest days of the year so you're gearing up you know if you're on top of things you're trying to gear up make sure everything's ready to go for your easter celebration mm-hmm. and that could be not just your service but that could be even things in your facility i used to use easter as an opportunity to like kind of do get everything ready i mean if there was any painting that needed to be done or or some maintenance to make the place look nicer. Yeah, it's like having family over or something. Yeah, They're yeah, just we got these people that are not <laughs> going to come, but once a year, let's right. make this place look better. Yeah. Let's clean and, the carpet. Yeah, and make sure we have the best right. message and the best music and the best That's, look. And yeah, right. and I mean, you know, again, from my perspective of cleaning things up and and you know, painting or whatever. I felt like, well, it's a good. It's just a good habit to get into, and not just for Easter, but. You know, it takes you to, so it's a good bookmark, so to speak. Like, oh, we want to get this done before Easter. But yeah. And then, of course, you have your services, and some churches do really special services. Some maybe not so different. But, but yeah, you want to, you're going to have people coming. Chances are that usually don't come or don't come very often. And so Mm -hmm. you want to kind of put your best foot forward. And so, so you're working pretty hard if you're volunteers, if you're staff, uh, many times working hard. And then the tendency is, ah, it's over with. Let's take a week off, you know, right. which is perfectly fine, but there's still some stuff that has to get done. Right. So we're going to go over what's that exactly. stuff that needs to get yeah. done. We got yeah. what, four or five? We're, it's four or five. We're, we're setting that, this up. Yes. Yeah. Things that should be done right. before you retire to. Before you take your vacation. Yes. Yeah. And what's the first one? On the, the first list? one is uh, those Easter graphics that you have up on your social media sites. Remember. And your church website, I guess. And your church website. Yeah. Remember, it's over now, so take it down. <laughs> and, and you wouldn't be, you'd be surprised that people kind of, oh, forget about that. I mean, oh, we're gone. Let's leave town, you know? And, and then like, you know, you, a week or two later, it's like, you know, come celebrate Easter. Yeah, it's like, oh, or, wait, it's or over. August for some churches. Well, yeah. Like, come, come join, yeah, join that's, us for Easter this year. That's, but, but if you can make a checklist to, to really keep it on your social media accounts, your website, you know, is there a ton of Easter stuff on there? Is there, and many times there's little hidden areas, you know, where you click a link and there it is about something else. Kids, the kids Easter egg hunt maybe, or, right. you know, whatever it might be. So you want to make sure you remove all that stuff yeah. and replace it with something so else. Here, I'll throw in a little tech tip here. Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's, a, here's a cheat you can do. And a lot of people are probably aware of this, but you, if you type in a site colon, and then your URL, yeah. and then, for example, you'd say site colon alivechurch.com mm-hmm. space Easter. Okay. It will Google will search your site only for the word Easter. Nice. So you can go through and go, oh, I forgot this wow. page that's back here. That's good You can idea. actually search with that site colon thing. A, just yeah. If you're looking for something on just right. one site. So it could be anything. It doesn't have to be Easter. Yeah, it could, could be, be any, any, any anything you want to look. Well, that's pretty. That's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. It's a little Google search tip. So. Yeah, there you go. So people, if you missed that, just back up this podcast. So you just and you yeah. It again. So. Site colon your church yeah. domain and the word Easter, and you just make sure that okay. it shows up. It's uh, appropriate. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. I like that. All right, good deal. So yeah, so so keep it keep an eye on that, and then maybe you know uh, since you're in the middle of cleaning this up, you know you should have some other stuff that you can replace it with that's you know coming up next on the calendar coming up mm-hmm. what next series message series you might be doing uh next uh, major event you should probably replace that and just get it done and then you don't have to worry about it. And then you take your vacation right 
Yeah. So you talked about we're moving on to the second point here that right. you've 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 invested a lot into the build up and making right. sure your people are inviting new people right. and you're getting new people to show right. up. Right. And so uh, rather than take your break immediately after yeah. Easter, what our number two point here is ensure that appropriate follow up happens. Right. Make sure you follow up. So, yeah, you just said it. You're working hard to get all these people, new people come in the door, and then, like, boom, you forget about them. I mean, you don't maybe intentionally forget about them, but, again, you get off track. So, uh, you know, people, they come to your church, they step out, and then, uh, you know, they have an experience. But then uh, many times they need to have a reminder follow up with them somehow hopefully you've got some kind of a system in place where you can capture their email addresses uh, get some kind of a connection card or response card where you can get at least an email address and maybe if you're lucky a phone number you know uh, and or you know if you're really really lucky get you know get an address and you can send them a card or at least send them an email and then if you're really brave call them up right you know and some of this ties into the prep work beforehand right you want to make sure that yeah um that you're in a position to get that follow-up information and then even during the service that you have on easter Mm -hmm. you need to identify you know like next steps kind of things for those that are there for the very first time where they can go to if they want to you know, get more information or whatever. Yeah, next step as far as, you know, hey, if you want to learn more about the church, if you really like this church and you want to consider being a member, if you want you know, be baptized or something, you, you could certainly even send that in the email that you send out after after Easter. And by the way, let me just mention phone calls here. Somebody brought up a good point a while back about, you know, well, nobody answers the phone. Well, that's maybe true with caller ID now. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I always say, hey, if you send me a, you know, if you if you call me and it says private number, I'm going to respect your privacy and I'm not going to answer. But uh, that's a joke. But but you know, the, the truth is, with caller ID, a lot of people won't pick up. But here's the point that this person was making to me, and that is, even if they don't pick up, they probably have voicemail. So you can always say, "Hey, I'm you know, my name is uh, uh, Fred from so and so church. Just want to say thanks for coming. Appreciate you coming. And if you need anything, let us know. You can always." Check out our website for more things happening at our yeah, church. I, that's always a good practice. I think you, it's a good thing. Because if you call and they don't answer and you just hang up, then they're going to like, oh, this guy didn't leave a message. Must exactly. I know him. I'm going to block yeah. him. But the sure. point was, you know, a lot of people are, ah, I'm not going to call because nobody's going to answer. But, right. but, but you know, go ahead and call anyhow. Even if they don't answer, and then you can leave a short little message and, you know, be pleasant and stuff. So, yeah, so proper, you know, appropriate follow-up, really a, a big deal to do. And so, you know, get – Get that train rolling. Get that train moving, and it's once you start, you'll be you'll be happy that you did. So. Yeah, because the goal of I mean, churches we got all these new people coming right. is to get them to come back. You want them to come back, right. absolutely. And so yeah, so follow up. So number three on our list. So uh, have a link somewhere, either in the emails you send, uh, certainly on your website, you should have this, but a link that maybe would steer people to going deeper with God getting closer to God, uh, a link to the gospel, you know, what it really means to be a Christian, uh, having something on, uh, either the follow-up material that you send or the, or the website, uh, just have it out there so that when people, you know, they go there, they come, maybe something encouraged them, maybe, 
you know, some churches have what we call altar calls, but, you know, some churches don't. Or even if you have an altar call and you encourage people to come forward to prayer, a lot of people won't do that. They just, you know, if they're new especially, they're like, I don't want to go up there. I don't know what's going to happen. But if you can provide some material, a link on your website or on the follow-up stuff, that gives them an opportunity to, to pursue that and go a little deeper. Right. So you can... Um, I mean, if you're following up with an email, you can definitely include the link yeah. in the email. Right. So. Yeah. And you really, I think you should have something like that on your website anywhere, anyhow. And then, you know, if you've already got it and you can just put the link to it, you know, right. that, to me, that would make, that, that makes a, a good opportunity. So. Right. so let's jump down to the uh, point that you had brought up before we get to this last one. Oh, the, uh, the debriefing. My favorite time is that what you're asking about? Yeah, the yeah. Debriefing, debriefing with staff and volunteers. Yeah. I, I really, I really like to do this with my people. I, I work just a little part time gig for a church of about 100 people, but I always like to meet after we have some kind of an event and go, okay, let's talk about this. How did it go? What went well? What didn't go so well, <laughs> and get into the details. You know, right. like okay, uh, you know, you don't have to get real nitpicky, but you ought to get at least a good understanding. Hey, did that song that you tried work? <laughs> you know, uh, did the video that you ran was that video really captivating? Uh, you know, was the you know, and, and even things. Uh, this may sound petty, but even even how you do your announcements. You know, uh, it's always a good. I mean, you, you should always be on top of that. I think every service right. anyhow, but especially for Easter. And this is intended to be a um, constructive criticism session. Positive, but Not, yet yes, yes, constructive. But, yes, constructive. Yeah. So it's going to take some maturity on everybody's part that right. participates and be willing to you know, have a little You've, bit thicker skin. But the goal is yeah. to just get better it, it that's the whole thing so you know you'll have another opportunity for another event might be you know it might be something like christmas or it might be next easter but if you can really look at what you did right and look at what maybe didn't go so well and uh, you know it could be anything from the seating capacities to changing how we do the service on easter to you know even the message you know was the message really appropriate and was it captivating and yeah you you hit the nail on the head you, if you're going to go through this thing you need to tell everybody look we just want to this might be a little hard to hear but we want to look at the good the bad the ugly so to speak and you know with the whole purpose of how can we do what we do better right because right. you're dealing so, with people's lives here yes you know you know so. you probably don't want to bring up something that there's nothing you can do about so uh, no yeah i think you know i mean in my meetings we have brought up things it's like well okay that's the best we can do and then that's fine you know if that's all we can do that's that's all we can do but uh but it's meant in a in, in, you know obviously the person leading the meeting's got to have some maturity and in, in the way to present it so people don't feel like they're being attacked but also right. as we mentioned you know bring up the positive too you know about mm -hmm. how things really did go well hey we had some wonderful greeters you know, people were happy. We got good feedback, you know. Uh, now let's talk about the room. It was too hot. Or, you know, if you're Steve Lacey, it was too cold <laughs> yes. in the room. You know what I mean? And so uh, one of those things that, that, you know, those little things can make a difference. I mean, you know, they can be perceived as being a little bit nitpicky or petty, but, you know, they yeah. can make a difference uh, depending on what it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, th this is a, a side excursion real quick. I was okay. sitting in church. You talk about this too cold, too hot thing. Right. Um, 
And I was behind this woman that was fanning herself and yeah, turning around yeah. trying to get the attention of ushers and going, it's so hot in here. You know, and, yeah, yeah. and I'm thinking, it's not hot at yeah. all in here. If they make it any colder, it's going to be miserable. Yeah. It's, and I was like, why don't we set up cold people's zones, warm people's zones? Yeah, it's <laughs> not a bad idea, maybe. I, you know? I deal with the whole thing at my church. We have a, it's like, we'll have the air over here really yeah. cranked. If you like it yeah. cold, you go over here. Go if over you don't here like it so cold, you go over here. She was not happy, and I would not have been happy if she was happy because yeah. I was sitting right behind her. Yeah, I... I, so I have the same thing, and, and you know where I'm at. We we don't have a really big room, but you go up the front on the platform. We have all these lights. We don't we don't have LED lights. That's in the budget for next year. So we have these old lights that you know these cans you know that are yeah. blaring down on you. It's warm. I mean, there's a noticeable difference in temperature when you're on the platform versus not, or the yeah. first couple rows. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. In, in any sanctuary, you you throw a hundred or four hundred yeah. bodies in. It goes immediately it, from being changing cold to getting warm. Yeah, it changes. Yes, and, it's a hard and, one to do. But it's, okay. it's, anyway, it's, I digress. Yeah. Well, but I think it's a good thing to, to think about. I mean, really, I mean that's a good idea. Cold zones, hot zones. I, I have a gal right now that's uh, very sensitive about our the, the volume of our music. You know, it's like well, and I've 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 told her. I said, well, you know, you could sit a few rows back. That <laughs> might make a difference. <laughs> She doesn't want to do that. So, anyhow, I don't know. But that's, you know, anybody that's involved in volunteer work or on staff listening to this, you can relate, right? Because oh, yeah. you can't please everybody. Oh, yeah. And, and you know you know what they say, or what is it? It's the Tom Maxwellism. Not, yeah, is that right? John Maxwell? John Maxwell, not Tom Maxwell. Oh, Tom yeah, Maxwell, the guy John. I used to work with. Yeah, don't pull a Phil Thompson here. Get yes, the name right. <laughs> yeah. If you're not, if ten percent of the people aren't angry with you, you're not you're not leading. That's that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. If ten percent aren't upset about something, and, and you know, uh, again, uh, not to belabor this climate point, but uh, it's usually a little better to have it a little cooler than too warm. Right. That's yeah. I've noticed when I get up and speak, if it's too warm, people are like spacing out. And but if it's cold, at least they're kind of perky a little bit. Like yeah, it's kind of cold in here, but you know, <laughs> I can I can suffer it out for another half hour. Right? Yeah, maybe so. All, All right. right. So yeah, uh, last point here. Yeah. Before well, you do your rest, or when you have done all these things, yeah. The last piece is to rest. Right. Uh, and let me add to, and I think rest is really important. I, I really do because when you're dealing with people, if you're a staff person or even a key volunteer, you know, and you're working another job, and then you're helping your church out, and you're doing these things, um, you know, you're working with people, and depending on your personality, it can be stressful. I mean, I'm an introvert by nature, and you know, I, I'm bombarded by people every Sunday because of my little part-time gig, and I'm up there occasionally talking or making announcements. And, and so it, it can be draining to you. When you have an introvert personality especially, it drains your batteries. And then if you're trying to do all this stuff going on, especially if you have another job, you really need to get rest. And so there is appropriate time to take some rest. And I, I think that, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you're not careful – uh, you burn yourself out, and then you have a bunch of lackluster services, and mm-hmm. things don't get done right. Even if you're not up there speaking, you know you're trying to do things and help things with streaming or audio or lighting or ushering or greeting, and you know you come off like you're half dead. People get that energy; they they sense that energy. <laughs> right. If you're not fresh and so you're, I mean, you're working it really hard, and it's important to to get the yeah, rest but before so. you do the rest you do these first four yeah 
five things, actually. five, well, first well, four, first and four, then, yeah. then you take the yeah. fifth and, yeah. and, and yeah. take a little bit of a break and allow right. everyone else that's been working so hard building up to Easter yeah. to take a little break. Yeah. And, and let me just add this. This isn't in our notes, but I still think it's important. It, maybe it falls under the debriefing or maybe it falls under the rest. But uh, I think it's really good to uh, encourage your volunteers and even your staff. If, if you're, you know, and even if you're not a staff person, maybe even encourage the staff that you work with because compliments go a long way. I mean, Mark Twain, I think, said years ago, uh, I can live two months on a compliment. <laughs> and I think, you know, people need encouragement. They need, they need uh, you know, they need people to appreciate what they're doing. And so uh, I think it probably falls under the debriefing thing that we mentioned earlier. But, but you know, when people feel like, hey, I, I'm appreciated and I got complimented for the job I did, it helps them come back and it helps them even in the rest process because you feel better about yourself and the things you do need to correct, okay, you can correct those the next time around. So, yes, and you can apply the um, sandwich uh, principle when – when you need to uh, encourage some correction, right? You familiar yeah. with the sandwich commercial? Uh, let's let's go ahead and uh, get in a little deeper here, <laughs> just for a second. <laughs> You're not, I'm probably most of the audience is familiar. If you if yeah, you, I'm if probably you do, not, or I've heard it. You do it and need I can't to have some correction. You you start off with, I think you're really doing this really well, yeah. and then your correction, and then I think you're really doing. Yeah. This really well. Okay, so that's you sandwich, sandwich the okay. any criticism uh, in between some okay. compliments, and they're much easier to digest. Much easier to digest. Okay. So when somebody starts telling you how good a job you're doing, wait for the other shoe to drop, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, here it comes. Well, no, I'm being facetious. But, yeah, I think that's right. I think it, definitely. I mean, I think uh, encouragement's a good thing. But I think even more so if we can keep encouraging each other all the time, you know, uh, that – that makes you know that makes life much more enjoyable for people because you know you got volunteers that they don't have to do this <laughs> you know but they're doing it because they love God they love to serve the church and uh, and I hope that's the same way with staff you know you're doing what you do because you love God and you love serving your church and all that but it's it's encouraging to get some uh, positive feedback so anyhow there you have it so speaking of feedback people can give us feedback just send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv and we'd love to get your thoughts your feedback uh, you can check us out on, on, on itunes if you are listening to this on youtube or something itunes is a place there's the, what's that other podcast uh, deal that we push we haven't pushed it for a while but uh, Stitcher Radio? Uh, Stitcher, I think, kicked us off or something. I don't know who the other one is, but there's you can find us on almost any. If you just search yes. Church Solutions Podcast. Yes, right? we will be found. Yeah, so you'll find us, Church Solutions Podcast. And uh, all right, we're done. There you go. You're done. Awesome. All right, hope everybody uh, had a good Easter and the summer's coming. So lots of good things to talk about for the summer. Uh, he's Phil Thompson. I'm Steve Lacey. Uh, I'm teasing everybody. That guy is Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. And thank you for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you again next time. Have a great day.